0: I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying touch them all. Way back and gone! Touch them all, Joe Mauer. And now these guys are making it relevant to this year's Twins. Now, our two resident hardball nerds will attempt to touch them all on the week's news surrounding the Twins in MLB. Here's Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Hey everybody, welcome to the Touch Them All podcast. On location Yeah, from Radio Row, Super
1: Bowl week here, Mall of America. Small correction, you know darn well that we're not at Radio Row. Why don't you tell people where we actually are sitting as, as we record this podcast? Well, we
0: are, uh, I don't know, we're like 100 yards from Radio Row
1: yeah. because Spitting our table
0: is being used by Patrick Royce right now. So? so we're just sitting in the food court at the Mall of America, <laughs> literally
1: between Chick-fil-A and some Thai place. I love it. Chick-fil-A, I learned last weekend. <laughs> Here's the Twins tie. Royce Lewis's favorite fast food chain. He said wow. he used that on his way to get to 200 pounds this off season. So, wait, he used Chick Fil A. He to said, he was, to gain weight." Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's I see. right. He was. Wait, a, wait, Royce
0: Lewis was was fat. No, 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 no.
1: He was a skinny little kid, and now he's. I mean, he says he's still not to where he wants to be, but you can tell he's built. And he's, he's 18, so the yeah. future is bright. Big
0: time. Good for Royce Lewis. Yeah,
1: man. Um, I
0: think Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays, though, so you got to find a, an alternative plan on Sundays. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah, we're talking baseball near Radio Row here at the Mall of America. Let's just start here. I think in, in my co-host on the radio, Judd, brought this up. And it's a good point. If the Twins really wanted to steal some thunder here... If they wanted to put a dent into, at least locally anyways, all the local media coverage of Super Bowl week, and if they wanted to make up for the Vikings buzz-killing all the local fans yeah. by losing to the Eagles in spectacular fashion a couple weeks ago, they can sign you Darvish and turn a lot of heads. Yes. So lem- let me just throw this at you. Okay. Number one, do you still buy into the Twins being in the mix on you Darvish? Everything I'm hearing in terms of, like, secondhand reporting – leads me to believe that they are. And um, and if they do, how much of a of a dent would that put into
1: the American League with right. the Twins upgrading their pitching staff? Okay, I'm glad you asked the question that way. First, yes. Yes, they absolutely should still consider themselves in the mix and from my understanding it's is not like right at the heart of the matter. You didn't text me the other day, but like I get the very real sense that this isn't just Oh, hey, keep talking about us. Keep talking about us as a possibility. No, it's they are a real possibility, a real possible landing spot for you, Darvish. Now, on the dent and everything like that, I think it's kind of funny because I'd love to see the dynamic play out here as we sit in the Mall of America in the great city of Bloomington that how many people would actually leave a Nick Foles press conference to go talk to you, Darvish? Like maybe they'd send one person from both papers and like I'd probably go over there. (laughs) No, I think it's
0: more like fan attention and buzz and what what you'd be talking about. Local
1: like local Vikings fans I think are tired of hearing about the Eagles, they're tired of hearing about the Patriots. They're kinda like it's still kind of exciting that the Super Bowl's in your backyard, but the wind has come out of that balloon. Like I think we've already established that. So I still think people would be excited about spring training as you turn the corner, but I, I like the part of the question that you asked, Phil. How much of a dent could they take out of the American League? Because that's... I mean, we talk about the media attention and stuff. They don't care about that. In the front office, you can't care about that. Dave St. Peter might care about that. But you think Derek Falvey cares about that? I doubt it. How much of a bite can you take out of the American League? Maybe even more granularly, the American League Central. And I honestly think, despite the fact that the Indians won a hard two games this year and should be the odds-on favorite to win the division again this year... If the Twins make the right moves and get the right breaks over the summer, they'd be real contenders in the American League Central. It sounds crazy because there's a, what, was it a 21-game gap between those two clubs last year? And the Indians lost Carlos Santana. They lose a reliever or two. It's like, it's basically the same team. But the Twins have an opportunity to really close that window, and no player on the market can close it as significantly as you Darvish could close it. So I think that's... The real opportunity here, yeah, not just capturing fans' interest. You know, I, I I think
0: the latest, and it's possible that he signs by the time some people have been listening to this podcast. He could have because, signed right
1: now. I don't have Twitter open.
0: Yeah, I do, and oh, I okay. don't, and I don't see anything All right, right, right now. Good. Uh, although the Rangers did just sign Jonathan Neese to a minor league deal, so <laughs> that, that might be the that so, might be the opening here. So they're like, out of the
1: u Darvish sweepstakes <laughs> now. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I the last I had heard or or the last I had read. The Cubs and the Twins are the main two teams in the mix. The Brewers had offered a contract of some kind, according to some reports, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but since then they went out and spent a bunch of money on trades and free agent signings to boost their to uh, bolster their outfield. It's going to be a fun team. And and the and the question was about term or length of contract. Uh, which team is willing to offer a fifth or a sixth year, depending on which reports you read? And I I thought of this. Let me run this by you too. In terms of contract, you're not going to get him for like. Two years or three years, he's get, he's going to want a multi-year deal of some kind, or at least leverage of, of some kind. Could you go to you Darvish's people and structure something front-loaded? Let's say it's a five-year deal for a hundred twenty million dollars. All right, and the first two years are for sixty million dollars total. Okay. So half the contract would be paid off in the first two of those five years. Yep. And then it would go, what's my math on that? So that's 60, then you go uh, maybe 20, 20, and, and 20 or something, whatever. So 30, 30, and then 20 million, 20 million, 20 million. Okay. Or like a 30, 30, 25, 20, 15. Okay. And after the second year, there's a player opt-out option. Okay.
1: So he can make his 60 million and run if he wants to.
0: So you could, there's a few scenarios you could pay him $60 million for the next two years when you know he's going to be really good and you presume he's going to be healthy. And the Twins have the money if they want to spend it, and Joe Maurer comes off the books next year. Mm-hmm. They could afford to pay even within the... Yeah, there's no salary cap, so it's all kind of a glass ceiling and what you're comfortable paying. But within those parameters, they could be pretty comfortable paying him $30 million this year, $30 million next year. And then you, Darvish, would get to decide, okay, am I going to get $25, 20000000 million a year Am I going to get $60 million over the next three right. years of this contract right. based on the way I've performed? Eh, not likely. I'll opt back in. Let's sure. say he has an injury of some kind or, uh, or his performance dips. It wouldn't be a disaster to have to pay him 25, 20, 15 as opposed to, you know, if it was just an even scale
1: for right. a five year deal. That you're so worried about paying him at age 37. Right. Like, you're,
0: you're hedging on the back end of the contract if you're the twins. Sure. And if you're you Darvish, because there's a second-year opt-out after, you know, after two years, you'd be betting on yourself if you wanted to go back into the free agent market. You'd just sure. be a mercenary for the Twins for two years then. Right. Like That seems to be the right way to approach this if you're not going to give him just an ironclad six-year contract Could like be. a big market team might be thinking.
1: Could be. So a couple things on that. And one is an opportunity for the Twins. The other... It should scare the twins, this exact idea that you're talking about. I talked to an executive a couple of weeks ago who said, like, these kinds of creative contracts that you just mentioned, for example, it wasn't specifically that, but just talking in the general principles of, of, you know, superstars aren't being paid the way that they once were. How do front offices look at this? The person said unequivocally, like, look, it's like you're, you know— Now I'm paraphrasing. It's your fantasy baseball league. You're going to go sign. I remember my big signing when I first joined this one fantasy baseball league was Hanley Ramirez. Like, back (laughs) when Hanley Ramirez was king. Yeah. So you'd pay him a five-year contract. You'd pay him, like, half of your salary cap one year, and then $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, whatever. And, of course, there's no union. Like, you get to do all these kinds of crazy things. If you can outbid him for total value of the contract— you can have him them for cheap on the back end of it. That's the way I think about contracts in sports. But front offices don't necessarily see it that way. They say, everybody knows you're probably overpaying for CeCe Sabathia's age 39 season or whatever, right? Uh, Albert Pujol's contract ain't going to look good by the time it gets done everyone knew that when he signed mm-hmm. that's baked in so the same thing is going to be true with you darvish whether you're going down in from 30 million to 15 per year and the average annual value is 20 million 25 million 30 million teams think about it that way they don't necessarily have to think like well we have to be paying him less money in that last year cuz he's not going to be as good in that last year they factor that into their math and everything with that being said i think That would be a real opportunity for a team like the Yankees, a team like the Dodgers, somebody who can afford to pay the big money but is worried about the luxury tax. You can get really creative with that. I don't know if you saw the piece two weeks ago with Joel Sherman of the New York Post. Wrote a column saying, hey, if the Yankees want to get around this luxury tax thing this year and still want you, Darvish, here's how. And it's right along the lines of the contract you just outlined. It's I can't remember what the years and terms are but it was a six-year deal it was like 30 30 20, 20 15 10 or okay. whatever something like that so he's plagiarizing me and that's fine that's exactly right he <laughs> went into the future listened to this episode of the touch em all podcast yeah. but he gave darvish an opt-out after year two and they an opt out after year four so you can either choose hey do you want your salary to go down and keep the security with your current team or hit free agency again. Now, that's a pretty appealing opportunity for a player and for his agent to say, we can know what the market is now or think we can know. We can't know what it's like in two years. We can't know what it's like in four years. But let's set ourselves up so that we can get out of this if we want to. Now, I think that's really interesting for a team like the Yankees because they would be worried about the luxury tax this year, whereas the Twins, no, you're not worried about that. You've got a long ways to go before you're even thinking about what the luxury tax would look like. So that was a creative way to approach a contract that a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers, who have tons of financial resources, but are sort of like choosing to play within these financial rules, all right, they could still have their cake and eat it too by paying you, Darvish, big money over a number of years without being penalized so hard by the cap this year.
0: Right. Real quick, I, there's another... I don't, I don't think we've talked about Addison Reed yet on this podcast because you and I have been... You're, yeah, well, you're out of town and... I was sick for a while, and so we've, sorry to the listeners, we've given you a lot of radio content, but we have not given you a whole lot of touch all content, and the league hasn't given you a whole lot of activity either. Uh, So I want to ask you a question about, I have a a comment, and then you can react to it, and then we can dive into Addison Reed, Uh, but while we sit here at radio row or just outside of radio row it's the food court this is podcast row is what this is it's the food court (laughs) we're we're the
1: pioneers of podcast row
0: we just want to thank the uh the the place my family and i've been going to for three decades or so luther brookdale toyota on the corner of 694 and brooklyn boulevard for keeping this podcast on the air and uh in in your ears and also the mackie and judd show Stop in right now and check out the brand-new 2018 RAV4s with upgraded safety features, $199 a month for a three-year lease with a very reasonable down payment. It's the best dealership and service department in the Twin Cities area. And, again, it's on the corner of 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. So here's what I love about the Twins front office and they're thinking when it comes to bullpen construction. And you know, it's not like this isn't a revolutionary way to think about it. Other teams have been doing this for several years. The Twins are just playing catch-up now. The Indians have been doing it for several years. They have a closer, the Twins now, in Fernando Rodney. And let's put the money on this, too, because I think it, it illustrates. Who makes what? Is it $6 million, I believe, is the contract? Or it's like $4 million with some incentives for Fernando Rodney for games finished. Addison Reed, who is one of the best available arms on the free agent market, right-hander, big-time strikeout numbers, 10 or 11 strikeouts per nine innings, he is a better pitcher than Fernando Rodney right now. Maybe Rodney in his prime, but Rodney's 40 years old. And he's going to make more money than Fernando Rodney. And he might not tally more than five saves all year if everyone stays healthy. Because the Twins and Addison Reed, and this is where all parties involved, bravo, to everybody for getting away from the save as a measurement here. Addison, you're the best reliever. You're going to pitch in the highest leverage situations. Seventh inning, eighth inning, tied game, maybe down by a run, and you're going to make more money than the closer. Mm -hmm. Are you in? Yeah. Like, what other box would you need to check? Well, I need to be the closer. Okay, we'll give you more money. Well, I need to be pitching in, like, the the biggest spots. Well, you will. Don't worry. Like, we're not going to put you in when you're up by three runs. We'll put you in when the game is tied. Yeah. So I just like their thinking, and I like the way that they've sort of structured it economically, too. I mean, usually your closer would make the most money, and then the rest of the relievers would fall in. Yeah. And the Twins are going a different direction.
1: Well, yes. I love the thinking, and I actually, after years of criticizing the Twins for their bullpen approach, I don't think I can do that this winter. Like, do they have the best bullpen? No. There it is are, the Yankees' bullpen. Yeah, the Indians, but it despite, compares much better now. There are there are teams out there that just have a better top end and more depth. But the Twins do have some enviable depth. I'm putting together my 25-man roster projection here before Fort Myers, and, like, the bullpen's kind of tough. Like, you got four or five names, and you're like, yeah, he's going to be in the bullpen. And then you're like, does Tyler Duffy make the team? It's Ryan Presley's situation. Alan Alan Buzin has put up good numbers last year. Ah... It gets tougher, and I think that's a credit to the Twins. In years past, it was, okay, these two guys, yes, and then, boy, three through seven, where do we go? Well, you got to have somebody who's left-handed, not named Glenn Perkins. Yeah, who is that going to be? All right, this year, I think that is more challenging, which is a credit to them. And here's the here's the way I look at it. The bullpen that they built might not be the best in the American League, but it's better than what it was last year. I think it's good enough to get you to the postseason and because of all three contracts that you signed talking about Addison Reed Fernando Rodney and Zach Duke all three of those are like pretty low risk deals I mean if any single one of them blows up in your face like is a complete catastrophe huh, all right the most you'd be out is if that happens to Addison Reed that would suck if you're the twins but the downside is capped mm-hmm. so that's what I really like about it the fact that We've got this upside of, like, a decent American League postseason caliber bullpen, and the downside is, like, next to nothing. You're not out very much money. The reason that I like that so much this winter is because it frees the Twins up to go sign a big-name starting pitcher. They have the money to do so exactly because of that reason.
0: Yes, and, you know, this has been a theme for—we've been—this is, I believe, our th- third season now of the Touch'em All podcast, yeah, how about where that? the Twins go in. Happy most anniversary, of, by the way. Yes, you too. I think April is our official okay, anniversary. Okay, I don't remember but, when we started. But, um, yeah,
1: time flies. <laughs> One of the I first guess. podcast episodes, we talked about Aaron Hicks and his possible emergence. So right. that and he tells did, you eventually, with right. the New York Yankees. You're just a little early on that call.
0: Um, you know, they, they traditionally go in, and they hope that the seventh and eighth inning guys can emerge from an inexperienced pile or a coming off of an injury pile yeah and this year now you're just looking to fill in maybe the fifth sixth and seventh spots in your bullpen mm-hmm. and you're and you and chances are you're going to get a power arm or two that emerges I mean, maybe Trevor May winds up in your bullpen and uh and and he's a seventh inning guy sure. or an eighth inning guy maybe so. Michael
1: Pineda by the end of the season yeah there's some maybe interesting- he's pitching in
0: the bullpen in September yeah. exactly so if they, if they were to add, it's, it's a pretty good offseason because they added so much bullpen help. And Michael Pineda is a really interesting sort of two-year flyer for mostly 2019. If they were to finish off the offseason, looping this conversation back full circle, with you, Darvish, it would be the best offseason maybe in team history. But even if they fall short of Darvish and bring in an Alex Cobb, who I think would be a playoff rotation caliber starter if he was to continue what he did in Tampa Bay. Um, it would be a solid B-plus of an off offseason. Yeah. So like, they, there's opportunity to still close this thing off with a big-time stamp, and I think they're going to in some way. I don't know what the percent chance is on you, Darvish. It's non-zero. Definitely non-zero. Non-zero. Yes,
1: definitely non-zero.
0: Uh, but if you include all of the potential, like the Jake Arrietas and the Alex Cobbs or maybe a trade option... They're going to add another arm, and
1: it's it's going to finish off as a really good offseason for the Twins. Yeah. That's my belief. I think I see that happening, too. And I think that if you don't, if this is it, I'm kind of disappointed by that offseason. Yeah, you addressed one issue, but you're not even close to the Indians. And I think that, I guess I shouldn't say not close, but like you haven't quite closed the gap. But I think that if you if you look at where the Twins were a year ago, what we thought about them, where they are now, obviously you'd have to be encouraged by that. But I view baseball, we've talked about the tiers system before. Uh, That is T-I-E-R-S, not T-E-A-R-S. If you look at the tiers, the Twins in the past were non-competitive. That's not an insult, it's just where it is. Then I think the next couple of tiers are, you know, are you relevant in the postseason discussion? And now the Twins are. They're solidly in that second tier. Mm -hmm. Well, the tier up from that, which is what the Twins should be striving for, not next year, not two years from now, but right now... They should be striving for the tier of could you win your division, and right now I would say that, barring some kind of injury or you know massive regression or step back from you know one of the best pitchers on the planet, Corey Kluber like and Andrew Miller, the Indians are just a better team. So no, you're not division relevant yet, in my opinion. That's what you should be striving for, though. That's there's no reason to not try to open that divisional window right now with the core that you have, and I think the Twins are capable of doing it. The final tier, which. Frankly, even with you, Darvish, I don't think they're at. But like, are you a perennial World Series contending team? They'd be on the periphery of that conversation with a you, Darvish, at the top of the rotation. It still wouldn't be a slam dunk for me, but it would make the offseason an A plus. Yeah. And short of that, it's just kind of more like, a, yeah, you pass. You got you made your team better, but I think that they can do more. So and do I, more.
0: And I would compliment them if they were if they were to sign a free agent starting pitcher. And the only resource they used to beef up their roster was money. And then they still have this pool of prospects. In fact, that we can go over the maybe in, in another episode either later this week or next week. Baseball America has a new top ten list for, for yeah. the Twins. Uh, they still have a lot of really good young talent in the cupboards that they've built up over the past couple of years. If you don't trade from that cupboard in the offseason, it just means you have more ammunition come July if you're in contention and you're up there with the Indians, and you have a chance to get to that next level, you you, you could pretty easily and and free of mind to trade three yeah. of those prospects yeah. and uh, and get another pitcher
1: or whatever it is that you would need in July. Even if you, quote-unquote, lose the trade. I think you could look in five years and say the Astros gave up some— You look, I'm not saying this happened, but if you looked back and said, boy, they gave up a lot for Justin Verlander. Yep. Yeah. They won a World Series. Right. Right. Same with the Cubs. Man, they gave up some name prospects for Araldus Chapman. Yeah, do you know what they got for that? A World Series. And, Correct. You know, like, so we talk a lot about this, and I'm criticizing myself and my fellow nerds that we look at, like, well, did they win the trade, and, like, how's the resource allocation? Like, did they get proper value? It's like, dude, it doesn't matter if you won a World Series. Uh, like, if you would not have won that World Series without the trade, and then you make the trade, even if the other team gets more value, more wins above replacement over the next six years, you won a World Series. Yes, yes. So with that in mind, let's play a little impromptu game of who says no. I just you you ask me this a lot, I want to turn the tables on you. Okay. It's careful more it's of, a tough climate these days it's, oh it's a different okay it's more i get of you like, okay my brother is watching house of cards <laughs> he's going back and watching oh my speaking god speaking of tougher climate like why would you start house of cards now dude yeah he's counterculture yeah the kevin spacey thing just
0: got way it was it was weird as you were watching the show mm. and it's way
1: weirder now anyways okay who says no so this is more of like put yourself in the shoes of twins fans in the perspective of like i want this team to win a world series and you i mean you'd cop to this you're a radio host in minneapolis st paul it would be fun if the twins were World Series relevant. So just stay in your own shoes. You don't have to take them off. Would you rather see the Twins go out and sign you Darvish for five years and $140 million? I'm not going to give you the terms, whatever, just big money contract, five year commitment. You've got your ace. Okay. And I should dispel this notion quickly. I've had people emailing me on my my newsletter that I send out on the Twins. Somebody asking where Darvish would slot in the rotation. In 2018, what? He, I said, he doesn't slot. He's I said, a, there he sits is just on top of it. That's right. The ro- there's the rotation, starting with Darvish, and then there's everybody else. Yeah, you, you figure that stuff out. That don't do not worry. If you sign you Darvish, he's starting on opening day. End of story. You Darvish and Jose Barrios are not that. No, close. you would love
0: to hope that Jose Barrios f- he figures out that, his potential, great. and if you Darvish is your number two starter. That's not a great because sign. he tanked but because it's a great because
1: sign. Barrios figured it out yes you Darvish is one of the 25 best pitchers in baseball he's an ace I know a lot of people don't like him in the World Series he'd be the twins best pitcher wouldn't be close. I'd go Darvish Barrios, Santana for this year that's my call. but would you rather have that money done Darvish is your guy great or let it ride maybe you don't get a big name pitcher maybe you even get just like a smaller name pitcher Like, and I'm not even talking Lance Lynn Alex Cobb Jacarietta I'm talking just like a guy just like a person who slots into your rotation he's in that 4-5 or five mix with guys like Alberto Mejia and Kyle Gibson and Phil Hughes and on down that list he's just sort of in camp and could make the rotation and then see where you're at in July maybe July 15th rolls around and you're within 3-4 games of the Indians and you load up and make a trade for a guy like Chris Archer. So I don't see why you
0: can't do both. And I think the Twins should do both. Wow. I think, the, I think the Twins should sign Hugh Darvish. If we're talking five years, not six or seven, and we're talking 20 to $25 million a year, I don't think they should be too fearful of that contract. That's not a contract that shipwrecks your franchise, if, yeah. it, if you're wrong. He is 31 years old, but that's a five-year deal is not going to shipwreck you for So Darvish. So I would, I would pull the trigger on that for sure and then if you're in position and chris archer's available i'm trading nick gordon and two other and steven Gonsalves and another prospect and chris archer's contracts actually pretty team friendly cuz it's, sure. it's like I want to say it's like an average of maybe eleven million dollars a year I over it, over the next four
1: years. It might even be less. I think he's three years like thir- or four years and thirty-four million right. or something like
0: that. And then and then you have the comfort of knowing the Joe Mauer's contract comes off the books to help yeah. with with some of the bloated salary. I, I, honest to God, I think they have the resources to do both, and it's just a matter of. You know, wow. for, from a Hugh Darvish standpoint, does does Hugh Darvish want to play for the Cubs? If he wants to play
1: for the Twins, I think you can do both those things. Wow, that'd be big. It'd take more than Gordon and Gonzalez, but that'd be now you're suddenly talking a World Series rotation. Yeah, for start sure. with Chris Archer, go to U Darvish, and you go you get to Jose. Those, and you get those guys for years. You yep. get those guys for for four plus years. So then this goes to my exact point. I, that's interesting. I did. I hadn't thought about both, but like that gets to the point of. Might you lose that Chris Archer trade, oh yeah, you definitely might if it 's like if it 's like uh i don't know hey here 's our top ten list pick four like you could for sure lose that, or if you go in and you say no Royce Lewis, no Byron Buxton, you figure out the four pieces that you want, yeah, you could lose that in a big way, but that's pretty interesting yeah. if you're if you 're Tampa Bay, maybe hand picking from what looks to be like a decently strong farm system right now and if you 're the twins boy, adding another horse to the top of that rotation with this lineup, that could get awfully interesting. It is. So, uh,
0: I thought the reckless
1: speculation was
0: just meant for Vikings this time of right. year, but this is great. So reckless twin speculation. We got
1: warmed up on uh, Alex Smith and, uh, gosh, who else is floating Drew around? Drew Brees. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees. Yeah. How about Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers uh, with the I, think there's inter- a, I think there's thing.
0: a team opt-out after this last year. My guess is they could don't opt-out of Aaron Rodgers. Let
1: me ask you a quick question. Uh, or It's more of a statement. That as long as that clause is true, I'm going to get so many, so much mileage out of poking Packers fans among my friend group that, like, boy, wouldn't that be disappointing to see number 12 in purple and gold, too? It couldn't I think happen. it could
0: happen when he's, like, 39 years old. It's happened before. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, so we'll see if the Twins make a big move here between now and the next taping of the Touch Mall podcast. In the meantime... Well, while, while baseball is just at an absolute standstill the last two months when it comes to moves. If you guys, the listeners, if you guys have topics you want us to dive into before spring training, mm-hmm. send us a tweet at Derek Wetmore or at Phil Mackey, and we can stockpile some, either do a Q&A or just full episodes if the question is is good enough
1: and wide enough in scope. Speaking of uh, reckless speculation before we get out of here uh, and maybe dive in at this food court here, um, <laughs> Wouldn't Major League Baseball stand to gain a lot if the league itself took over the news cycle in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl? Like, if, let's just say it's the Cubs. If the Cubs sign you, Darvish, right when we hit post on this podcast, well, it'll make some of the content less relevant. But it's still fun to talk about. But once Darvish signs, boom, domino, boom, domino, all the rest of, like, everything else snaps into focus teams know what their backup plan is the pitchers on the free agent market know what their value is at least relatively speaking all right cool it's go time figure out whether you're going to arizona or florida for spring training players want to know agents want to know and gosh that flurry that's probably going to come here in the next month two months even if it drags into spring training wow baseball could lead the sports world even in like a week leading up to the super bowl that is kind of what i was thinking about when you were talking about the twins could capture local attention yeah major league baseball at a time that it could use it could really take over the national sports conversation yeah. that'd be a lot of fun and on too. the flip
0: side if i were one of the other pitchers waiting for the market to get set by you darvish i'd be so mad right now because for you're sure sick, where am i living well, Where where am i training for the next two months where's my wait? family gonna like, go okay
1: i know i know a little bit about you as like Uh, you know, how how you think about things in terms of baseball and poker and radio and stuff like that. If you were uh, Lance Lynn, would you just sign a contract right now? Would you just be like, eh, whatever.
0: See, if if I thought the difference was going to be like tens of millions of dollars, where if I I sign right now and if I were to have waited, you, Darvish, would have raised my value by setting a market by an extra 15 or 20 million dollars, I think you'd be stupid not to just wait it out. But if you know, if if you're going to get a four-year forty-five million dollar deal or four-year sixty million dollar deal, and we're talking, it's all monopoly money at right, some point. My family's and fed it's easy for to the say that generation. when you've never made sixty million dollars. <laughs> but I think, regardless
1: whether you wait or not, yeah, you're you're going to be able to feed your kids for yeah. multiple generations. Yeah. Uh, well, this is just a weird time for baseball because if you're a player, if you're an agent, it looks gross. The environment, the landscape, this does not look like a fun time to be a free agent. Uh, which this is a podcast for you. Mark this one down. We're going to talk about should the Twins extend Brian Dozier. I talked to him at Twins Fest, and he says they haven't approached him about a contract extension. I did some digging around on that last winter. See, like where's the what's the mood? What's the what's the feel like in the new front office is, in terms of your willingness, your interest in doing something like that? And it, the answer was kind of interesting to me, and I, and I think we can spin it forward and talk about this year and going into spring training. If what how should you approach the guy who's flat out your best player right now in Brian Dozier has been the last couple of years that's going to be an interesting situation that I don't think gets settled before spring training and that plays out into the season
0: yep that's uh I, I still think there's a chance they could extend him before the year but that's you're right. That's that's a whole other podcast to unpack. So let's let's yes. stop it here. Yes. We don't want to. You know, we yes. haven't had a long start in a while on such oh, yeah. small podcasts. So we're, we're just we're rebuilding our Count here, <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. And uh, that's enough from not radio, row, but podcast row. I was always on at a pitch Mall count, of America. So. <laughs>